Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Lisbon Kawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. It's going to the boundary, it's four! She's done it! Claire Koski has hit the boundary from the last ball and won the game for the Renegades. A last ball victory. They've done it! And now she's got through the cover region and runs away for four. Oh, what a class player Alex Blackwell is. It's been a pleasure to watch her build her innings here. Here's a chance, and she gets it! Up onto the roof. The biggest six of her innings pings up the century. 101 not out. Well done, Grace Harris. And yeah. she sweeps and finds the boundary. So congratulations, Elise Perry. She brings up her second hundred in WBBL 04. This is the Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll preview the two Rebel WBBL semi-finals with Sixers ace Alyssa Healy and Thunder star Rachel Haynes. After 56 games, the WBBL regular season is over with the Sydney Sixers taking out the minor premiership. The Sixers won 10 of their 14 games to finish ahead of cross-town rivals the Thunder with the Brisbane Heat coming in third and the Melbourne Renegades fighting their way to fourth. Sixers captain Elise Perry was the standout batter this season with a whopping 690 runs, two centuries and an average of 86.25, while Heather Graham of the Perth Scorchers was the leading wicket-taker with 22 wickets in 14 matches. Both semi-finals will take place at Dremoyne Oval this Saturday, January 19. The first semi-final sees the Thunder take on the heat from 10.40am AEDT, before the Sixers and Renegades square off at 1.50pm. Both matches will be broadcast on Channel 7 and Fox Cricket, with radio coverage from ABC Grandstand. Alright, our first guest is up next, Sydney Sixers wicketkeeper batter, Alyssa Healy. Oh, that is a glorious shot. One bounce over the rope for four. She is in amazing form at the moment, Alyssa Healy, and she's having so much fun. Healy facing up and she swats this all the way for six! Someone had to take cover in the stands. That was fiercely hit from Healy. One for a century. She works it down the ground. It's a ton for Alyssa Healy. Her second consecutive one here at Hurstville Oval. She got one against the Strikers at this game, at this ground, last summer. And she gets another one here, coming off just 62 deliveries. On the line is Alyssa Healy. Al, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, ten wins, four losses, minor premiers. The regular season couldn't have gone much better. <laughs> yeah, it went pretty well. Well, obviously, um, yeah, we'll take those ten wins and to finish top of the ladder is obviously, I think, pretty important and to, to get a home semi-final and hopefully a final um, this year is, is really exciting. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty pleased with the regular season that we had um, and hopefully we can just continue on the form that we've got. Do you reckon you could isolate 
one aspect of this of the regular season that was most pleasing? Um, I'm not sure I can isolate one thing. I think there's been some outstanding performances. Um, obviously from different individuals. I think Elise Berry's form's been um, unbelievable and obviously she's she's made more runs than anybody else in a WBBL season and there's potentially still two games to go. So um, she's been sensational and I think, you know, our bowlers have, have done a, a really great job throughout the year again. I think, you know, they sort of have almost held us together in the past. Um, you know, we've got a, such a dynamic batting lineup, but our bowlers often do a really good job um, for us. So, I'm not sure I can isolate one or two things. I think it's been a pretty well-rounded year. All right, let's get on to Pez. 690 runs, 14 games, a couple of hundreds. What's she done this season to take a game to the next level? Um, yeah, well, I think... Um, sorry, <laughs> there was a car in front that wasn't moving. Um, yeah, I think it's. Um, she's just been amazing, and I think, you know, she's really... Um, I guess taken on board uh, what's what was sort of happening at, at the Australian level and um, sort of just enhanced their game each and every year and um, you know they kept harping on about her strike rate and you know I think she was striking at sort of 130 or 140 all year which is which is amazing in this competition and to do it so consistently has obviously been fantastic for us and you know we obviously know how talented she is um, uh, but to, to do that consistently and um, and to strike at you know 140, 150 is is unbelievable. So um, yeah, she she has she's sort of taken her game to the next level. Like I said, everyone knows how good she is, but um, you know to to keep proving people wrong, I guess, has been really impressive. We should point out that you are in transit at the moment. You're not playing Mario Kart or something while you're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's someone in front on their phone. They shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, what about your own form, Alyssa? How would you rate that this season? Yeah, look, I've probably um, probably not as consistent as what I'd like. I think you know I was I was really pumped with um, how I've been playing. You know, obviously leading into the World Cup and obviously at the World Cup. So um, I was hoping to sort of keep that form rolling on and probably started a little leaner than um, you know what I would have liked in the runs department. But in saying that, um, I guess to to contribute in in some areas um, and some games where I can, I've sort of been really pleased with. So. Um, whilst the consistency hasn't necessarily been there, I feel like I've still been able to contribute, which um, you know is what I'm looking to do all the time. How have the uh, the two proteas gone this season? They're going to stick around for the finals. They seem to be an integral part, especially to the bowling uh, bowling aspect of your team. Yeah, they've been fantastic again. I think Marazan Cap is, um, you know, in my mind, one of the best bowlers in the world, and um, she keeps proving that time and time again um, for us. And she's so important for us up front with the new ball I think um, potentially you know towards the start of the season we um, you know we were leaking a lot of runs in that power play and people were, were getting some, some pretty big scores on the board in the first six but um, you know our, our bowling attack in the middle period um, is sensational and that Dane plays a big role in that so yeah they're, they're crucial to our side and um, you know I, they probably haven't had a heap of opportunity with the bat this year but we know that come finals time is, um, you know, if they're needed, um, they'll stick their hand up and make a few runs for us. And what about Lauren Cheetah, the left arm? Uh, uh, she's played all the games this season, gone through a bit of a, uh, injury trouble in the past, but she's back in magenta and bowling really well. Yeah, that's been really pleasing um, part of the year to see Cheetah. Obviously come across the sixes from the Thunder and, um, 
I guess, to, to be given um, some really good opportunities with, with the new and the older ball um, in the T20 format's been really cool. And um, I think Pez has used her really well. And she seems like she's finally got a rhythm with her bowling and, um, and she's obviously fit and healthy and staying in the park, which is really crucial for her. And um, I guess to give herself some confidence that she can get through a season and, and ball really well. So that's been really pleasing and hopefully she can, you know, stay on the park for the rest of the year and, and be back in the green and gold colours pretty soon. Lisa, there are a lot of big names at the Sixers, but who are some of the unsung heroes in your team that have performed really well this summer? Yeah, well, I think we've we've had quite a few of them. I think, um, you know, Lauren Smith just goes about her business uh, every single year and is sort of the, the real driver in, in the field for us. And I think... Um, you know, that's an area in T20 cricket that we, we really look at as um, really crucial and wasn't probably hands down our, our, um, our biggest weapon in the field in that inner ring. So I think she's been a little unsung. I think she's bowled some really crucial overs as well. She probably hasn't had as much opportunity as potentially she would have liked with the ball, but when Peasant's thrown her the ball, she's done her job and, and got us some team wickets or kept the kept it tight down that end. So... Um, she's definitely an unsung hero, but um, probably the, the highlight as well is Hayley Silverholmes coming into the side. Obviously, a young 15, 16-year-old kid um, to come in and to have the composure that she has and, and, and has bowled some really good overs to some really good batters. Alyssa, what about the Renegades, your opponents? Uh, tough team all year. They're finished in, in fourth spot. Um, what makes them such a dangerous opponent? Yeah, I think... Um, Simply the way that they got into the finals, they sort of fought really hard and, and scrapped their way um, through some really tough games this season, and I think that's, that's exactly what makes them so dangerous. They've, they've got a really quality bowling attack that, um, you know, once once they get settled on a line at length, they're, they're really hard to attack. So, um, yeah, a dangerous opponent, I think. Um, obviously, a few teams are probably wary of um, trying to avoid the heat, playing the Brisbane heat, but I think the Renegades pose a really good really difficult threat to us and um, you know I think we'll have to play some really good cricket to beat them. They've got some world-class players in their side and some really exciting young Australian players as well so um, yeah it's going to take our best to beat them that's for sure. One of those world-class, young, exciting Australian players is Soph Molyneux. Uh, Alyssa, you've played a lot with her recently in the national team. What makes her such a dangerous and potent T20 bowler? Yeah, she's um just her accuracy and her, and her subtle changes, I think, with the ball is is really impressive from someone so young. I think to go out there and, and back her skills the way she does and um, perform constantly or consistently under pressure is um, is really impressive. And um, yeah, she's really accurate. Doesn't give the uh, the ball a lot of air, and it makes it really difficult for batters to sort of get down the wicket and really attack her. So um, yeah, she's been a real weapon for them, sort of with the newer ball and, and bowling in those middle overs. So she's definitely one we got to look out for. And obviously she, she swings the willow pretty hard as well and, and gets them off to some really good starts. So um, she's one that has been really exciting to watch her development over the last few years and obviously to get her opportunity at the at the international level and, and grab it with both hands and almost dominate um, has been really impressive to see. And both semis are going to be at Dremoyne Oval. It's one of the bigger grounds in the WBBL circuit. Um, is that an advantage for your team? You've got so many big hitters in your side, and, and how much have you played there? Yeah, well, I'm really excited to, to go back to Dremoyne. It's obviously my, my home ground. It's my home club. I've played um, played all my cricket for, for Balmain, or the old Balmain, and now Sydney Tigers. So 
um, to get the opportunity to, to play on a very familiar ground and a very familiar wicket is, is something really exciting for myself. But, yeah, I think the size of the ground won't matter for us. I think, um, you know, they'll rope it off around 60, 62 metres. So it shouldn't um, it shouldn't have too much of an effect. But, yeah, traditionally the outfield has um, does get a little bit slow there. So um, whilst we have the big hitters, I think we've got... Um, you know, I thought I'd hope we've had some nows within our side that you know can take on the the twos and hit the pockets. So we haven't obviously played a game there this year, so we'll have to wait and see what sort of conditions we're going to get. But no doubt it's it's going to be a good wicket um, based on the the club scores that have been over the last few weeks. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and um, hopefully it cools down a little bit here in Sydney and we can get a full, really nice day of cricket with two games on. Nows, this is T20 cricket, Alyssa. I mean, it's just all about sixes, isn't it? You know what, Nows? Yeah, look, um, look I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure what that word means, and it's not <laughs> one in my vocabulary that I that I use or know anything about. I'm just looking to go out there and hit sixes. So, um, But there's a few smart batters within our top six that, um, you know, use the pockets and use the, the ground dimensions really well. So hopefully they can do that, and I'll just go out there and do my job. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, uh, uh, have you found uh, the crowds and the extended coverage of the Rebel Women's Big Bash League this year? Yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. I think, um, you know, the, the Sydney Sixers uh, made a really cool decision to start ticketing our games, and I think it was 10 bucks for a ticket uh, for people to come and watch, and we've still seen some really great crowds at um, all, of our, all of our games, in particular the, at the sm- smaller sort of boutique grounds like Hurstville and North Sydney, so... Um, it's been really exciting and, and to see the way that the competitions continue to grow over the years um, you know, shows great signs and obviously leading into a T20 World Cup here next year it's um, yeah, it's really good signs for that that people are, are coming out and watching so um, yeah, the coverage has been fantastic I've really enjoyed watching it on the telly and um, you know, the, the Channel 7 have done a, a really good job at um, I guess pumping up the game and, and broadcasting more games and giving people the opportunity to see more women's cricket on telly, which is really cool. Now, I won't ask you who you prefer to face in the final should you advance because it'll, everyone always just says, oh, it doesn't matter, we're just happy to be there. So, who do you think um, is the favourite in, in that other game? Thunder versus Heat, Thunder second, Heat dangerous, but who do you think might have the upper hand in that game? Yeah, well, I obviously don't want to preempt too much. I'm hoping that we get through, but um, yeah, that other semi will will be really interesting. I think, um, like I mentioned before, I think um, everyone's really wary of the Brisbane Heat and, and I guess the the power that they possess and um, with a pretty good bowling attack as well. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a really interesting con- contest. I think there's a little part of me that um, really wants to see both Sydney teams in the final and I guess to play the Thunder again uh, in a big bash final is, is something that um, will be really exciting and, and one that I'm hoping... Uh, will happen. But in saying that, I think if we get through the final, we'll be happy to play anyone. Sorry, I just said what you told me. I know. Jeez, <laughs> cliche-ridden. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I uh, hope you hit plenty of sixes, bat with plenty of nows, whatever that means on the weekend, <laughs> uh, and put on a good show. So thanks again. No worries. Thank you. Up next is Sydney Thunder Run Machine, Rachel Haynes. This one's driven back nicely by Haynes. The fans like it. So do the teammates. End of the third over. It's one for 37.
Across to Haynes this time, short, and she pulls it nicely. The fine leg is up, so it's racing down towards the rope. This ball full of thumped over mid-wicket this time by Haynes. One bounce over the rope. Joining us is Rachel Haynes. Rachel, uh, thanks for being on the program. No worries. Thanks, Sam. Second position on the ladder after the regular season. What was the most pleasing aspect of the regular season for you? Oh, look, it was just really nice um, to see some even contributions, I think, across the board. Um, you know, probably in the past in this competition at times we've relied um, on a couple of people to get us through at different stages. But I think we've seen, um, you know, some really good performances from, you know, whether it be some of our bowlers standing up in, in key moments, um, like, you know, Laura Griffiths or um, Sam Bates to, to our batting group as well. Um, you know, Stefani Taylor the other weekend uh, against the Heat was pretty outstanding. So although we didn't win that match, I think, um, yeah, there's some really positive signs. Just on that match, uh, last start, loses them, unfortunately, uh, to the Heat, but you're going to face them in the semi-final. What did you take out of that match? Yeah, look, obviously, you know, it goes without saying that they're a really dangerous side and they've got some players who can take the game away from you pretty quickly. Um, and I think we've seen that throughout the, the tournament they've had. Um, you know, obviously, Bethany had an outstanding um, innings against us the other night. Um, but Sammy Jo Johnson, um, she's had a great year. Uh, Jess Jonathan as well has, has been right up there. Um, so, yeah, well, we've seen some, some different players at different stages um, stand up with it, uh, stand up for them. And um, obviously, Grace Harris as well at the top. Um, you know, she's been brutal at times. So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, not taking anything for granted and, and making sure that, um, you know, we're in the contest throughout the match. Just on Grace Harris, who reminds uh, a little bit of Ashley Gardner that when that uh, a play like that gets going, they're very hard to stop. So when they do uh, get going, Rach, how do you stop them? Um, it's a, a very good question. Uh, we've obviously got some plans in mind, but I think, um, yeah, as we've seen, if you, you make a mistake as a, as a bowler, she um, generally hits it for six. It doesn't um, just trickle out for one uh, to a, a deep fielder. It generally goes. So... Yeah, players like that can obviously really swing a match quite quickly. Um, so we're aware of that. She did that against us as well at North Sydney Oval. Um, and fortunately, we, we got her out at the right time. But yeah, you, you definitely um, need to be clear on, on how you want to bowl to players like that because as I said, they can um, just really take the match away from you. Now, you're the leading run scorer for the Thunder this summer. How would you sum up your season? Um, yeah, look, it's been okay. Um, you know, I probably haven't had... Um, I guess quite the innings that I'd, I'd want to play at times, but you know, having said that, I've I think I've definitely um, you know contributed in in key moments for the team. Um, we seem to have played on a lot of slow wickets, which hasn't necessarily um, been conducive to you know being able to bully attacks at certain times and those sorts of things. But yeah, look, I think from my point of view, heading into this weekend, um, getting to play at Drummond Oval, which is my home home ground for club cricket in Sydney. I'm really looking forward to, to getting down there and, and playing. Um, and, yeah, hopefully I can have a, an innings on the weekend that, um, you know, will be, you know, will contribute to, to us being able to, to win that semi. You mentioned the slow wickets. The top score for the Thunder this year is your 68 not out. Is there any reason why that's um, the highest score, not a 100 or a bigger total? Is it just uh, one of those um, strange aspects of the game, I guess? Yeah, it's sort of hard to, to put a, a finger on, to be honest. But I think we've had some really explosive innings at times. Um, uh, we've chased a lot as well as a, as a team. So often setting, um, at times you see people go on and make really big hundreds and those sorts of things. But yeah, it, it's sort of hard to say. But I think, you know, 
you know, our batters have been doing a good job throughout the year. So hopefully on the weekend, um, it's just a matter of we, we've been pocketing that big hundred for, for the semi-final. <laughs> That's the way. Uh, no harm in Preet Kaur. She's back uh, with the national side. How big a loss is that going to be for you guys? And did you ever consider bringing in a replacement? Yeah, I'm not too sure what the, the plans were with the replacement, but definitely, you know, Harman Preet's a, a pretty big loss for, for any team. She's one of the best T20 players in the world. And, you know, we, we've seen her at, at different stages being some devastating form for us. So, yeah, I think to lose her in, in the middle order um, will be a challenge. But having said that, one of the strengths of, of our team probably is our batting depth. Um, you know, we, we saw the last couple of, of games, someone like Nick Carey come out and, and really swing momentum in, in the middle order. So I think she'll get a, a bit more of an opportunity as well now that um, Harman Preet's gone away for international duties. So, yeah, I'm really confident that um, we've got that well and truly covered. And, um, yeah, as I said, we, we've got a lot of depth in our group and I, I think that has us well placed for the semi. And the skipper, Alex Blackwell, she seems to be hitting form right at the right time. Yeah, she's well back the clock the last couple of weeks and played some amazing <laughs> innings, to be honest. Um, you know, the, the other week at, at Spotless Stadium against the, the Renegades, and, you know, she it's one of the best innings I've, I've seen her play. So um, that's one thing about Al. She's always really determined to, to do, do well and has a, a lot of pride in her performances. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, this weekend will be no different. How's Renee Farrell going from that broken finger? Can we maybe expect her to see her play in the, in the semi? Yeah, well, she got through training today. We, we had a session um, at, at Blacktown and she got through that by all accounts. So, yeah, I would think that she'd throw her hat in the, the ring for selection. Um, it's going to be a, a really tough team to pick. Um, you know, we, we've gone in with, with different balance at different stages as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they settle on. And good to have a player coming back with such experience as, as Renee does. Yeah, she's been outstanding for us, not just this year, but across the whole competition or the whole four years of competition has been running and she's she's one of those players particularly in this format she's just got lots of really good changes of pace and a very good yorker as well and obviously her experience and knowledge of the game um also helps too so yeah we would love to have her back this weekend for the semi-final and, and hopefully that is the case um but yeah she's certainly really important to our team right who do you think some of the players in your team that have flown under the radar this season um, oh, I think um, uh, Laura Griffiths, she uh, has been sort of one of our, our seam options and we've really seen her, I think, evolve um, this year as a player and she's used, um, changed her pace really well. She's hit the wicket when she's needed to and that's been, um, you know, really pleasing to see her just, you know, change her game. You know, the other the other week against the Scorchers, she um, clean bowled Meg Lanning, so I reckon that's really exciting. She's been working really hard. Um you know, someone who always tends to go under the radar um, is Nick Carey, and although she plays for Australia and those sorts of things, um, I think she's been really good for our team at, at different stages um, throughout the year. So, yeah, oh, there's probably a couple other players like a list as well, but definitely they're sort of a, a couple that, that come to mind that perhaps at times um, are a little bit underrated. You mentioned a few of your opponents just before, but who are the big threats for the Heat in this semi final? Yeah, I think um, yeah, their, their batting is definitely um, really dangerous. Um, I think you know, coming off a hundred last weekend, Beth Mooney. Unfortunately, she got that against us, but um, you know, she's a, a really dangerous player in, in this format, and, and not just domestically. We've seen her produce that internationally as well, and you know, Grace Harris too at the top of the order as well can be extremely dangerous. But 
I think the other one that stands out that perhaps has gone a little bit under the radar for them is Jess Jonathan. Um, I think she's had a, a pretty good year as a, an all-rounder. She obviously, um, you know, takes or bowls in the first six a, a lot for them as well um, and also has come in through the middle order and had some really handy contributions. So I think you can underestimate probably her within their within their attack and also their batting order. So, yeah, as I said, we'll definitely have to have our, our wits uh, about us and... Um, yeah, they're, they're a very dangerous team. Now, what difference do you think it's going to make playing in the first of those two matches? You've got a 10-40 start, so you'll be taking on what's going to be a hot day. You might be taking on the heat twice, the team and the and the temperature. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been quite a hot week in Sydney, so we've just come off a 40-degree a day uh, training session out at Blacktown, so we're well and truly uh, ready for the, the heat. That, that's going to be no issue at all. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting. I'm not too sure whether you'd prefer to play first or second. I think, you know, for me as a player, I don't have a preference necessarily. But um, yeah, I guess in in some respects, it's nice to to be the first game on because you can sort of just get out there and play rather than have to sit around and and wait for the opportunity. Right. Um, How have you found this season, Rach, in terms of the crowds? It's been another big summer and, and extended broadcast coverage as well so I think on on Saturday Channel 7 Fox Cricket and ABC Grandstand are going to cover this game so it's been a big year coverage wise for the WBBL yeah it's, it's just really exciting to see um, you know how much particularly the, the women's game has evolved and how um, much more coverage we're getting now as well and there's obviously a, a lot of interest and buzz um, around the games you know we played in Cairns last weekend and there was I think maybe four and a half thousand people were there at the match and so the atmosphere at matches have, has been um, you know, really exciting to, to be part of as a player and um, yeah, I guess given that we've got a, a home crowd this weekend that's um, a positive for us we're, we're looking forward to that um, given that the there was a home crowd for the Heat last week um, when we were in Cairns so I think that's the, the big thing is just, you know, it, it brings such a, a great level of excitement um, around games and and certainly as a player, you, you want to do well in front of that type of audience. Okay, now we asked Alyssa Helios earlier about um, who um, she thinks will win in the other semi-final. I said to her before asking the question that um, you don't want to ask who you'd rather face because you'll just be, say the old cliche, it doesn't matter, we just want to get that whole sort of thing. <laughs> so you can't answer like that. Alyssa actually did answer like that anyway. But uh, you, Sixers or Renegades, Sixers have been the form team all year, Renegades fought to get into that fourth spot. So who do you like in that matchup? Oh, I think it's going to be a really good contest, that's for sure, that we've seen some good cricket from both of those teams um, throughout the year. Um uh, because I'm backing us to to win our semi-final, I hope the Sixers get through too and it can be an all-Sydney affair. There you go. So you're not on the fence. That's perfect. <laughs> well, just trying to, trying to make it interesting. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rach. Good luck there on Saturday uh, combating the heat and Brisbane. No worries. Thanks, Sam. That's it for this week's episode. If you're in Sydney this weekend, get to Dremont Oval, okay? Head to cricket.com.au forward slash tickets to secure your tickets. Otherwise, catch the action on Channel 7, Fox Cricket and ABC Grandstand Radio. Don't forget you can watch the stream of the CA11 taking on Sri Lanka in a pink ball day-night clash in Hobart starting on Thursday, Jan 17. You can watch that live and free and for all your news, scores and video on the KFC BBL and the Gillette ODI series 
between Australia and India. Head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.